Everybody. Welcome to our podcast, Dead or Survive. I'm your host, Rob Riches. And I'm your other host, Cheryl Riches. But I'm your favorite host. Um, that's questionable. <laughs> so, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Another week closer to Christmas. Yay, boo. I, I live with the Grinch. I hate Christmas. I absolutely <laughs> despise Christmas. I could do a podcast a year long on why Christmas sucks. <laughs> I hate it. At any rate, here we are. But here we are. Yes, we are getting closer. We're uh, running around trying to get all the families together and see if we can see everybody because it's important to do it at Christmas time, not throughout the whole year. But this is when we should all get together, right? Just slight bitterness. No bitterness. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Seems to be the thing. I just try to see everybody throughout the whole year and not just try to concentrate it into one. Okay, this is true. However, let's not go off the rails. <laughs> Going off the rails like a crazy train. <laughs> so anyways, thanks for asking. Yes, my back is getting better. I do appreciate it. Yes, I actually, uh, doctors told me not to go back to work for a month. And I said, hell no. And I went back to work. Yeah, that's because you were losing your mind at boredom at the house. This is also true. <laughs> so, yes, I went back to work. Everything is, uh, seems to be going okay. I've got a new area that I'm going to. So, uh, all my weld shop friends, I will miss you guys all dearly. You're a big part of uh, 20 plus years there. If I have any new listeners from the paint shop, I am coming to be your group leader. I am sorry. I'm not really a smart man. It'll take me four to five years to catch on, but hey. I That's will, uh, okay. They'll use that to their advantage, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. <yeah>. He won't <laughs> know shit. <laughs> no, Rob, this is the way it's always been. Oh, okay. Uh, I found out we have a brand new listener. Which I'm kind of disappointed in. I thought he would, you know, well, I don't even know if I want to give him a shout out. You do. You want to give him oh, a shout all out. Right. <laughs> Dan Lewis, thanks for listening, bud. Uh, appreciate the comments and the feedback on it. I mean, you're only 10 episodes behind. Not quite. This okay. is episode eight. Yes, it is episode eight. You <laughs> yeah. don't even know. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Dan Lewis, thanks for uh listening in and trying to catch up we appreciate it uh as i tell you everybody that we give a shout out to you now have to share uh, the whole link on facebook or the grinch will come find you you will get coal in your stocking oh boy which isn't bad if you're gonna have a barbecue later on you know there's really nothing wrong with getting some coal <laughs> and if you compress it for a really long time you'll get a diamond there you go so right so i mean i don't know why everybody thought coal was a bad thing uh however I guess uh, we've rambled on long enough. We should uh, flip this over to you. You got your uh, you got your drinky drink going. I do. I have. A, I'm gonna do a little shout out because my husband bought me this wine, and it's called Three Dog Winery, and it's so cute because we have three dogs. She doesn't care. She just likes the fact that she has wine. <laughs> She's making this nice story. Of, it's so cute. We have three dogs, and it's so aww. It's just wine. She doesn't give a shit. Dogs. <laughs> okay. You got your drinky drink? I got my drink. You got your story? I got my story. Let her rip, potato chip. Okay. I'm it's... actually going to listen this time. You don't usually? I kind of. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Christmas gift to you. Oh, well, thank you. All right. I'm going to talk about Harrison, Harrison O'Keen. 
So on May 26 in 2013, a tugboat called the Jackson 4 was 12 miles off the coast of Nigeria when they got caught in some huge waves. They didn't know it was the Jackson 5, right? Well, I was wondering about that too. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming it's the fourth of the tugboats. I don't know what happened to the other three. <laughs> maybe it's maybe they had the same fate. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay, so there's 12 crew members on board. And their job was to go out into this storm to secure a massive tanker that's hundreds of feet long and it's filled with gasoline. So it's out there, you know, those big um, riggers that you see in movies or whatever where they get the gas out of the ocean. Like Man is Steel when he had to go out there, the very new one with Kenny <laughs> right, Cavanaugh, and right, he had to go out right. there and save him and the fire's <laughs> bursting all off of him. Right, so that kind of deal. Yeah. Batman so could have done it faster. <laughs> So this tanker is actually being damaged by these massive waves. Um, so the Jackson 4 has to go out there and fix a line on it to keep it from capsizing. So That's wild. Hey, right. So yesterday uh, in this area along Lake, uh, Lake Erie and stuff, we had massive waves. We went down and checked it out at Port Burrow. Just, it was crazy. It was crazy. And then some of the people actually going out there and some of the rescuers that had to go out there, yeah. I don't know what people are thinking because I'm sitting in my truck going, I wouldn't go near this place and yeah. there's people walking out. That's... So, yeah, somebody actually had to get like fire crews out there to save his ass. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's amazing. It's just amazing how powerful the ocean can actually be and we take it for granted and we go, oh, there's waves, but it was pretty massive just around the Erie, so I can imagine these waves out in the middle of an ocean yeah, being... in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Anyways, if these waves are throwing this huge tanker around, just imagine what it's doing to this tugger trying to get to it to fix it, right? Correct. Um, O'Keen is a cook for the ship, and this is kind of a typical day for him. He doesn't really seem alarmed by these waves, maybe a little seasick, I'm not sure. But he's just getting up for the day, getting ready. He's going to start his cooking, and he wanders on down to the bathroom where he's about to get going on his day. And at 5 a.m., the boat couldn't manage the waves anymore. There's water, too much water coming in, and it flips on its side. Everybody starts to panic and they, they're running around and they're trying to find life-saving equipment or something to hold on to. And Harrison is still in the bathroom and the water starts pouring in and he's still in his underwear and he's swept into another stall. At least he wouldn't have to wipe, right? Everything's <laughs> yeah. getting washed. Oh, I'm just wondering what's floating around in the water with him. Though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Once he gets his bearings back, he jumps up and rushes out of the bathroom and he starts sprinting towards the emergency hatch where three of his crewmates were already preparing to seal off. Did he pull up his underwear first? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he lost them. I don't really know. It doesn't say. Oh boy. Naked man running through the woods. <laughs> I think I think he had his underwear on the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Yeah, I think so. But before he gets to these three men, this huge wall of freezing cold water rushes in out of nowhere and slams into the three men so hard that it carries them out, out into the abyss. And Harrison knows that they died on impact. It hit them that hard. So now he's trapped below deck and his only escape route is blocked by this wave of rushing water that just took the lives of three of his crewmates. So he pushes his way through all of this rushing water into another bulkhead, thinking that maybe there's not going to be as much water, right? The bulkheads are like, you know what a bulkhead is? It's like the different compartments in a ship, right? Yep. So he's hoping that there's not going to be so much water in the next bulkhead, but there is. And he goes into one of the ship's officer's cabin where he's going to get court-martialed. <laughs> yeah. The water keeps rushing in, in and it pushes him into the bathroom there. 
This one's adjoined to the captain's room, so second bathroom of the morning. <laughs> um, he's pushed up against the wall, and then the boat flips upside down and starts sinking to the bottom of the sea. So Harrison swims up to where the air is, which is actually the floor of the boat now, but now it's his ceiling, right? Because it's upside down. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Where there's a pocket of air. See, I'm listening. Yes. And he hangs on to the base of the of the overturned sink in the pitch dark as the boat sinks further and further. He's sorry. He's holding on to what? The over the sink in the bathroom. Like oh, the yeah. Base, that's right. Sorry. The, yeah. So maybe I wasn't listening because he's back in the bathroom again, he's, right? Yeah. He's in another bathroom. He's spending his day in the bathroom. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Finally, after what seems like a very, very long time, it hits the ocean floor. And so Harrison is trapped in the dark. Oh my dark. God, can you imagine the pressure on that? Like how deep was that section of the ocean? I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> oh. Carry on. Okay. He's trapped in the dark, in his underwear, at the bottom of the ocean, 100 feet down. 100 Ooh. feet. Yeah, not wow. good, right? No, because you can get the bends around right? there, right? Yes. Uh, if anybody doesn't know what that is, that's when uh, the water pressure goes in, changes your blood into nitrogen and all that stuff. It can actually make you go crazy. Yeah, it's... Were you about to it, explain that? No, oh. but no, it's it's good that you covered that. It can kill you, right? Not only make you go crazy, it can kill you. Yeah, a lot of scuba divers, like there are scuba divers down in Florida, they go over a shelf or they go over and stuff like that when they're trying to do it and then they just get lost or, or it can add blood clots and yeah, yeah. It's, it's not good and then it starts around 100 feet mark yeah especially if you're not i'm sure he didn't decompress and do all the proper stuff that he's supposed to do go down Going either down? Uh, yeah no, like he's exactly just trying to right? stay alive i know when i was scuba diving i came up too fast and i actually popped my eardrum and i had blood coming out of my ear because i didn't decompress properly yeah so anyways there he is sorry for robbing your story no, carry that's on a, that's okay <laughs> he's um he's got a four foot bu bubble of air and he's treading water and holding on to things to keep his head above the water. He knows that his oxygen isn't going to last forever, so he's trying to regulate his breathing to preserve the oxygen. Uh, he had no food, no light, no drinkable water. I shouldn't say that he had one bottle of Coke. That's all he had. That's all you need. <laughs> and he had one flash. I think he had two flashlights, but they didn't last long enough. I think they only lasted a matter of hours. So he's he's down there and he's constantly being exposed to the freezing cold Atlantic Ocean water because half of his body is in the water and the other half is like clinging on for dear life, right? Uh, okay, so now I'm seeing Jack at the end of uh, Titanic. Yeah, I actually have a reference to Titanic in here somewhere. <laughs> I haven't got there yet. But it, okay, I'm just yeah, gonna stop talking, okay? Cause I, I might as well just tell you a whole story. <laughs> Does he? Is his wife's name Rose? Tell me his wife's name is Rose, and he's thinking. About I don't her. know his wife's name. <laughs> um, he's the only one left alive, it, but he decides that he's going to keep fighting. He figures he's just going to keep fighting until something happens where he can't, or he runs out of oxygen and he goes into a coma or whatever. But he's not just going to give up. Good for him. Good yeah. choice. Back on shore, Nigerian rescue crews received the mayday from the Jackson Four, but the storm was too bad to attempt a rescue. So it says even when the weather cleared later that day, there were still problems with a rescue mission, mainly that even trained divers aren't supposed to remain at, the, at that depth for more than 20 minutes at a time. That's what I said. Right. I still, I still wonder why they didn't. However, I don't why know. Why they didn't what? Why they didn't go out that day. They didn't go out that day. Because it was too rough. <laughs> no, it says even later when it became calm. Oh. 
Anyways, they said also that the ship being upside down made it even trickier for divers. So Harrison spent the next 60 hours on the ocean floor, <laughs> 60 hours. Uh, he could hear what he thought was sharks eating the bodies of his crewmates. He could hear his own breathing. He could hear the lapping of the water around him, but that was about it. When his skin started to peel off of his body because the salt water was affecting it and his tongue, he knew that he needed to get something to get himself out of the water. So he used the last of his strength and he dives down and swims into the adjoining officer's cabin. Keep in mind, it's pitch black. So he's worried about what he's going to find while he's down there. He, I mean, he could it be easily just swimming past something really sharp and cutting himself open and then what, right? So he's trying to find anything that might float. He finds a few wooden objects. Okay, here's my Titanic reference. <laughs> I like to think that the door in the Titanic would be a five-star resort in comparison, but he gets a few little wooden things together and he puts them together and they float. And it was enough for him to get his body up and out of the water. So eventually, a team of South African divers were brought in, not as a rescue mission, <laughs> But because everybody assumed that they had, there had been no survivors, but to check the wreckage and salvage whatever they could. Well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not going to check. They're all dead. <laughs> Screw it. Let's go see if we can save a compass. <laughs> yeah. Like, or whatever it is. Like, yeah. A steering <laughs> is there a can wheel? of beans? Yeah. I don't know. Don't worry about the people. Yeah. Anyways. They're all dead. <laughs> yeah. So the rescue mission goes down. They find the bodies of 10 of the crew members, and then they head into the ship to investigate. Harrison's inside and he could hear a metallic tapping coming from somewhere on the ship. So he jumps off his raft, dives down into the water and rips the faucet from the sink. And he starts hitting the faucet into the ceiling, which is actually the floor, right? Yeah, we covered that. <laughs> oh, it's upside down. We're with you. Um, as hard as he could to get the attention of the divers. But he was also worried that if the divers did anything to disturb the ship, like if it adjusts in any way, he's going to lose his pocket of air, right? Yeah. So he's trying to be, uh, he's trying to keep things as they are. A couple of minutes later, he sees a flashlight coming down the hallway. And O'Keefe can see the diver and he taps him gently as he swims by. Because that would scare the shit. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, the, he survived yeah. 70 hours on the bottom of the ocean, died from a flashlight to the head. Or like a shark knife or something, right? Jesus. So the diver looks at Okeen, and Okeen stands there and waves at him. <laughs> awesome. There's actually a video you can watch of the rescue where you can see the rescue diver swimming past and the Har Harrison, and he's saying, like, because he's recording, the, the, whole, the, the whole thing's on recording, and he's saying, corpse 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 and then harrison reaches out and touches him and he starts yelling he's alive he's alive <laughs> <laughs> do you think <laughs> not a corpse not a corpse <laughs> harrison says that he could see the rescue diver was watching him to see if he was really human <laughs> there's a lot of superstitions over in nigeria right so he was he was looking okay what is this guy for real is he some kind of demon <laughs> this goes back to your last story when the girl was in uh, the rainforest and they thought she was a water right. goddess right? <laughs> right right so at 7 30 on may 28th 
62 hours after his boat flipped, Harrison was equipped with a rebreather and an oxygen tank, and he swam out of the wreckage. But he'd been down there for so long, and he had absorbed potentially fatal amounts of nitrogen, and taking him right to the surface would have killed him. So they suited him up with a diving helmet and guided, guided him to a diving bell designed to maintain internal pressure. So they put him in this di- diving bell. And then they bring it up. However, they know how to do. Yeah, they bring it up. Uh, they, they'll bring it up slowly and uh, with decompression on there. Because right. if not, they could actually bring. He could actually burst his blood cells and yeah. like his his veins and everything. Right. Yeah, he actually lost consciousness during the transfer, but he managed to survive. And he spent the next sixty hours in a decompression chamber. So he went from like one claustrophobic little space <laughs> of. At least the other one's kind of probably warm, got some food, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, there's that. But, like, he's probably suffering from the worst claustrophobia on record. Now he's in this decompression chamber for the next 60 hours. Yeah. They still um, have a bathroom. He seems like hanging out in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, he suffered from peeling skin, recurring nightmares, shocking, and insatiable hunger. <laughs> And he probably never wanted to take a bath again. <laughs> right. But he was in good health otherwise. He was finally released from the hospital on June 1st. And his 62-hour ordeal is believed to be the longest any human was has survived trapped underwater. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. When he went to church, he told the story of what happened to his pastor. And his pastor asked if he had used black magic to survive. I think that pissed him off. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I called upon <laughs> black magic. Yeah. He didn't go to any of his colleagues' funerals because he had survivor's guilt, and he thought that the families would wonder why he was the only one to survive. And I, it says because they're so superstitious over there, they might think the same thing, like he dealt with a devil or whatever, and that's how he survived. So he didn't He didn't go to any of the funerals. He just couldn't deal with that. I don't blame him. Yeah. And then he vowed to never go on a boat again. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. However. So he never goes on a boat again. The last girl, they put her in a helicopter in an airplane yeah. right away. <laughs> but I'm not finished. Oh. I don't know if it was time or therapy or I don't know what, but he actually became a certified commercial diver in 2015. And the rescue diver that found him at the bottom of the ocean presented him with his diploma. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It is cool. So that I guess is, he's, if he's going back out in a boat, though, if he's doing diving. Yes, absolutely. But I guess it's, I mean, like you said, after some counseling and stuff like that, yeah. and maybe, uh, you know, having the proper gear. <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> if the boat goes down. Yeah. <laughs> he probably suits that shit on before he even steps yeah. into the boat. Yeah, <laughs> walking in there with all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the story of Harrison O'Keen. That's it. That's all you got that's for us. That's all I got. It's a short. It's a shorty this week. Oh my God! You're supposed to carry this podcast. <laughs> well, to, this time it's on you. Oh boy. Well, that's our show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Because <laughs> if it's on me, we're all about to go downhill. So I guess we get into the good stuff now, eh? Yeah, we get into some people doing some stupid shit. <laughs> You don't know that. Well, usually. Usually? Usually. Okay. So, how many people went to high school and went to math class and said, why am I here? When am I ever going to use this? Like 95% of the people that ever went to a high school math class. I think it's funny that you just used 95% <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I'm asking about that. I was the same way, right? You're like, yeah. 
um, yeah, because I'm going to go buy one third of a tire, right? Or I'm going to go, no, I'm going to go buy 10 bucks worth of gas. I'm not going right. to, can you put in one third of my tank, please? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was always, uh, it was always the thing and stuff like that, right? But um, I was good at math. I, I didn't have a problem with math and stuff, but I did find that it was really, when are you ever going to use this, right? Well, and, especially some of the stuff that you get into, like. Yeah, unless you're going to go on, to, you know what I mean? And I get it. You, when you're in high school, you don't know who's going to go on to do what or whatever, right? So you got to you gotta cover all that stuff. But yeah, right? But even, like, have you ever walked into Tim Hortons and asked for one third of a donut? <laughs> well, that's not even a Timbit, is it? I mean, that's more than a Timbit, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> so anyways, my friends, where you should know math, though, and probably a really good thing about uh, knowing math is if you're going to partake in high risk activities. Like? Bungee jumping. Yes. Yeah. You might like, want to know a, a little bit about math, like maybe how to measure distance, how to measure, oh. you know, maybe some physics. Physics would be good. Physics. And yeah. like Right. So I'm going to assume that my friend Johnny here had none of this. Um, so He's and he was bungee jumping on his own well let me tell you the story okay okay he was okay. uh he was obviously not lucky he was lacking in common sense i don't know why it's called common sense because it's not very common but anyways johnny wanted to go bungee jumping but he couldn't find a not long enough cord or rope or whatever they use for bungee jumping he he's just like buying his own bungee cord i don't even know if he's buying it because like i said he just he couldn't find one long enough oh, oh yeah yeah i couldn't find one long. but don't worry, to the rescue, he found two and thought he would duct tape them together. No. Yeah, he would duct tape them together. <laughs> oh, no. But duct tape can hold everything <laughs> together 100 miles an hour. Oh, my God. So, Where are these people's reasonable friends? So he could, I don't know, it's a good question, <laughs> eh? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I would do yeah. it, Johnny. Yeah, sure, I'll watch. I'll videotape for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, common sense isn't so common. That's true. So anyways, uh, he found two and he decided to duct tape them together. So if you're not, he could still go bungee cord jumping. So Johnny did what everyone else would do. And he went to the garage and got his duct tape and joined the two ropes together. Yes, you heard me right. Johnny was going to use tape. That is the most ridiculous. I don't, yeah, I can't even. His it life. Must be, it must be terrible to be that dumb. Well, to go through life every day. I don't, I don't know. I think they, I don't, yeah. I don't want to say that people, like I said, I don't want to speak ill of this, but <laughs> I mean, some of the things they do in some of the stories I read, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so yeah, his life was now in the hands of duct tape. Wow. So he made his Frankenstein rope or cord, whatever you want to call it. I'm not really good up on all of the gear and stuff like that. And he stood on the top of the bridge and he jumped. Yeah. That's yeah. going to. End your life real fast. Yeah, but believe it or not, the tape held. Come on! <laughs> the tape held. <laughs> Come on! Yep. There was no problem whatsoever. The tape held. Johnny was going down. Everything was good. But What when... kind of duct tape was he using? Let's give some shout out to that. <laughs> I don't know. But the problem was he didn't measure the length. <gasps> yeah. So he joined both of them together. The duct tape didn't have to worry about working because Johnny hit the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So I don't know if the duct tape would have helped or not helped, but yeah, when he put it together, he didn't measure the actual length and take into the the um, the account that the, it would stretch or anything like that. Oh my so god! So he jumped off when it did the little stretch. He hit the ground, killed himself. Can you imagine instantly. that he's like, woo, 
what's going on i'm not stopping <laughs> oh yeah yep yeah. oh no the duct tape's oh, no. working it's whoa white. whoa whoa <laughs> all right anytime anytime yep. Oh, no, that's bad. Yeah, that was bad. So, yeah, he hit the ground and he quickly won his Darwin Award. So, I guess. Well, at least it was quickly. Yeah, I guess math is a little important. <laughs> In some cases. <laughs> so, um, for my little facts research on there. So, how many people have died from bungee jumping? I bet a lot. Actually, you would be wrong. Really? Yeah. So, uh, there was 18 recorded deaths. From 1986 to 2002. 19? 1986. No, how many people died? 18. Oh, 18. You know, I listened to your story. <laughs> you think you could pay attention just a little bit. Mine aren't even that long. <laughs> I, I just got lots of numbers in my head all at once. <laughs> oh, my God. You can keep track of how many bottles of wine you drank, though. I'm no, sure that's no, not a number you could. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. So 18 recorded right. deaths from 1986 to 2002. That really isn't a lot. In more recent years, there have been five deaths between 2015 and 2018. Why the sudden jump? I don't. <laughs> nice there. Did you bungee jumping? <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. I don't know why. but And I'm not sure why, but I could only find the years for the numbers from 2002 to... Um, numbers from 2002. What I got here? 1986 to 2002. Yeah, and then I could find 2002 to 2015. Oh, but the period in between, I don't know. I don't know if they just That's said strange. screw it, we're not doing yeah. it. What happened? <laughs> I do know that in uh, 1990, a lot of the states um, banned bungee jumping for a while. Oh, maybe. And that's then, they, so I don't know if maybe there was something Those going on. Those are probably there. just numbers from the states too. Um, yeah, I didn't. It didn't really. Yeah, probably it's a lot of American stuff yeah. I pull up when yeah. there. And then um, they banned it until they could actually. And then they went when they did reopen. Obviously, they did. They regulated age and all that stuff. But oh. in like 1986 and all that stuff, it's anybody could go and jump. So. Yeah, I've always wondered what it does to your body. Not even like if it kills you, but you, that's a lot of impact on your body all at once. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But so they say it's actually really, really safe. So if, if you add those numbers together that I gave you. Okay, I'm going to throw some more numbers at you. Okay, you ready? I'm listening. Okay. So add those numbers together. You got 23 deaths in 20 years. Right. Okay. So that's about one... 0.15, according to the math that they did. I didn't do the math. But look how math comes back in <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, jumping deaths per year. Right. That's so, not very high at all. No. So here's one of the here's one of the statistics I thought that would might stick with your head a little bit better. So now um, it says that that would equivalent that they have a dying in bungee jumping is one in 500,000. Oh. Right? Yeah. Um, and jumping in bungee. But if you're in a car trip, doing a car trip, you have one in 20,000 chance of dying. Really? Yeah. So bungee bungee jumping is actually a, a lot safer than even driving I, a car. I think the average person probably goes in 20,000 car rides in their lifetime. Yeah. Well, one in 20,000 will actually die in a car accident. So and it's one in 500,000. Um, you go on that link that I went on. It was just uh, bungee jumping deaths. They actually go through and give you a whole lot of things. I think there was American football was on there. It's like one in, in 50,000. Wow. Like, yeah, they named off a whole bunch of sports. I wasn't going to do it down there, but there was like 10 or 15 sports. That are more dangerous. That are more dangerous. And it was like American football, boxing. Boxing, I can see. All that kind of stuff, right? I think boxing was like one in 2,200. I bet, like it because was, the, you get blows to the head. Like, yeah. it's not good for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that bad or anything like that, right? 
so anyways uh yeah so if you want to go bungee jumping go for it uh same thing too it, it, they when they do the bungee jumping and if you are looking at some more statistics later on they actually compare it a lot to skydiving and yeah. they really say that skydiving is about the same uh for death ratio and stuff like that and yeah. it's a comparison so it's just if you want more of a free fall or whatever you want and, and stuff like that and they said now when you jump out of an airplane you have a uh an instructor usually right. strapped to your yeah. back for a little while and yeah. stuff but yeah so i would suggest however if you're gonna go bungee jumping that maybe you don't find your own bungee cords and duct tape them together like or at least maybe, measure i don't know like maybe go with a professional duct tape can do anything <laughs> so anyways now on to my next darwin award All right. winner. so as new technology comes out we also lose some of our old ways so some are for better some are for worse correct correct so i think um like some of our social skills i think are declining i don't uh, think yes. you know people are talking and doing everything like that so everything is done over smartphones and facebook right. and all that kind of like, stuff right i personally hate talking on the phone i hate it yeah well that's <laughs> what i mean like you, you and we used to have to always do yes. that right like i'm yes. sure anybody in our age bracket you're you're in your 40s. I'm in my 30s. You're so we, <laughs> we, uh, we probably still remember our home phone numbers and stuff, right? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. yep. don't give out your phone number. You're about to give out your parents' I, phone I number. I was not. You were so. <laughs> Mom and dad are going to get a phone call. And they're like, we just wanted to see if it was real. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah. You know, and we used to have to get together. And I don't know. I, I Obviously, don't go out that much anymore or anything like that. Like, to the bars and stuff. I don't even know if bars are a big scene anymore or not. Right. Like they I used to be huge. Yeah. I don't like the small town I lived in. We had like three bars that we would walk to and rotate through and stuff. Yeah, right. They but, all seem to be dying off. Well, especially now I think. Well, uh, yeah. COVID's yeah. really hammered them, but yeah. So anyways, but we used to have to get together at bars. We meet at bars. We'd have the house parties. I think yeah. they're still meh around the college and stuff like that. And then we'd also have like our fires and bonfires and, right, and yeah. um, you know, parties and stuff like that. It's right? all about the drinking. Right. Well, no, I mean, just that's how we got together though. Right, Even yes. without the drinking. Right. I mean, that's how we got together. Like that's yep. how, you, that's how like, we socialized. Socialized. Right. And if they were really, really far away, you'd have to write a letter. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like how many people would even know how to properly write a letter anymore? Like address an envelope? Yeah. Like that I'm was not even... something they actually taught us in school. Like it was a big thing that we were taught in school. That's what I was going to say. Like that was one of the, like one of the, yeah, they taught you how to write a letter properly and send it out yeah. and, and do all that stuff. And I don't even know if they teach that anymore. Probably not. But if they did, it probably would have really, really helped out my Darwin guy. Oh, really? Segway. See how I did that? Yes. <laughs> So, yes, what Johnny was doing was he was making letter bombs. Oh, yes, that's not a good thing to do, Johnny. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, it's not nice. That's right. So <laughs> he had it all done, and he, he made his letter bomb, and he got it all out, and he sent it out. And I couldn't find out where he was actually sending it to. I don't know why. And it probably doesn't really matter because the letter came back to him. Yeah. Yeah, so the letter came back to him, and I don't know if he was excited to get mail or whatever, but he opened his own damn Are letter. Are you joking? <laughs> at all. I don't even feel bad for this guy. I know, that's, that's one of the things I say in here, right? But yeah, he sent it out. Um, he didn't have the address and stuff, so he only had his address on it. He didn't have the return address. Right. You know, you have to do the return address and the actual address on it. He just put his address on it. So it got sent out, oh got returned God. back to him. He didn't recognize his own package? I don't, own... I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> just his letter came back to him and he opened it up so and he died 
What an idiot. Yeah. So I guess a little bit this, of that's karma. Uh, you know, this, that's you know what? That's exactly what I had written right here. <laughs> a little bit of karma and a whole lot of stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Like with all the new advances out there, you would think that like letter bombs would, wouldn't even be a thing anymore, right? Yeah, because you'd think they'd catch it at the post office or wherever, right? Right. But I went and checked. So I you know, did a little fax after this because I'm like, maybe I should just send the kids to get the mail or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. Love you. But anyways, uh, yeah. So from 1970 to 2017, 560 terrorist attacks involving letters or packages um, I believe have like the, been sent in the mail. The 70s and 80s, because the 70s and 80s were like batshit. They, yeah, wow. they were. They were early. Yeah, but 560. I yeah, mean, that's and that's up lot. to 2017. So, and the most of these occurred in uh, Western Europe. Um, oh, really? Yeah, 54 percent of them. And uh, the next big bulk together was North America at 12 percent, and then the I rest bet, was yeah, kind like, of scattered. California seems to, especially during that time period that I was just talking about, everybody was killing everybody down there in California. Yeah, well, like I said, uh, well, so on here, I went and did just broke it down, and then I went and found some other websites, and they said the five countries where this occurs the most was the United Kingdom with 102 attacks, Spain with 63 attacks, USA, 59, Italy, 43, and Greece, 27. Greece. Yeah, Greece. So, <laughs> wow. They don't put up with shit over there. No, not at all. So... Now I know that it's awful. I mean, I don't like losing a life is absolutely horrible, um, especially when it's it's stuff like this. But um, the the thing is that most of these aren't successful. So when they go out, um, like if they're meant to take out a big crowd or something right. like that, they they actually only take out like usually one person might die or oh. a couple are injured. Not that that's like I said, it it's not good. It that better. no, it doesn't make it any better. I'm not trying to say that. Hey, yay! At least only yeah. one. I mean, somebody yeah. still died. Yeah. But some of these could have been, uh, you know, the, you know, it could have been a lot worse, right. right? Like some of the attacks and some of the new technology with bombs and paper tube. So yeah, they could be using like pipe bombs or car bombs or a whole lot of stuff, right? So, right. and those can be a lot more devastating and take out a lot more buildings and, yeah. and all that stuff. Car right? bombs, so, I think, are huge in some countries, especially like Europe or whatever. I think car bombs are huge. Over yeah. There. So now on the other side, I mean, on the flip side of that, I mean, it means their education system is still teaching how to do, do <laughs> letters. <laughs> they're measuring the ingredients. And like well, and they're doing the letters and they know how to write the letters and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, so yeah. So uh, there was a group, actually. There was another one that came up that I knew this. This was uh, between 1971 and uh, 1972. The group was called Black September, and they did 208 attacks. Wow. But out of that 208 attacks, so again, this is where I'm saying there, there's kind of a silver lining. Again, not anybody getting killed is fantastic, right. but uh, out of that 208 attacks, only one person was killed and six were injured. That sounds like they weren't very good at what they were doing. Oh, no. You go look up. I looked up a whole bunch of other stuff that they did. There was like a whole massacre that they did during the Olympics and stuff. They oh. were good at what they did, just not good with letter bombs. Oh, they were okay. actually They actually did some really... Oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, not not some really good stuff, and I'm not going to get into a whole lot of what they right. they did and stuff because it was, uh, yeah, it was just not good. So, it's anyways, fine. that is my long winded activity to fill in for your slacking <laughs> ass this week. Well, it's much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, and the, um, we're leaving the stuttering and stuff in just to get it swung. <laughs> yeah, we just need to like say the same word five times just to give us some extra minutes. <laughs> so uh, now it's time for our normal begging and and call to action, and uh, we're at three hundred and fifty four listens. So that's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, spending time with us, and please continue to do so. Tell all your friends. Uh, you can share our link. Uh, uh, we put up on Facebook and stuff like that. Write down comments. You can get a hold of us at our email account, which is what? DebtorSurvivePodcast at gmail.com. And I'm still I, so, waiting for my very first letter. Somebody I, out there wants to send You know what? If you would have left sure, it. I'm sure of it. If you would have left it the way I had our email, you would have had six already. I don't think that's true. Yep, I think it's true. <laughs> so anyways, again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. Share it on Facebook. Thank Let you, your friends you. know to get everybody out there and uh, continue to uh, help support us. Like I said, 354 listens. That's awesome. We want to try to get to 1,000 by April. So we're uh, about we're one on third. Yeah, we're on our way. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so now... The reason why you guys all stay here to the yeah. very end anyways. This is, this is it. This, this is, is why. the moment. This is. <laughs> because last year, or last year, last episode didn't go over so well, I hear. Uh, no, I did have a comment where maybe there should have been a gong at the end of it. And uh, I'm thinking that this uh, might be the same way. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. This is why they're dad jokes. Right? That's they're right. Not actually, they're not supposed to be too funny. They're dad jokes. Uh, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> this is why everybody waits. Okay. Absolutely. I'm right. sure of it. Let's hit it. You ready? Yep. Why did Rudolph not pass his last semester in school? Because he wasn't too bright. Because he went down in history. Oh, <laughs> that's actually kind of clever. It's not hilarious, but there is there is the clever factor. <laughs> yeah. Insert gong. <laughs> yeah. Just for you, Mr. Evans. <laughs> Insert gong. <laughs> Well, everybody, that's episode eight. Again, thank you so much. Do what you guys are doing. We appreciate it. And goodbye. Bye.